from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. A school board member in Utah who questioned a teen's gender faces calls to resign. But the thing is, is that she was... It's not actually what you think. You know how this narrative usually goes where someone's like, that kid's trans, right. and then that is a trans kid. Mm-hmm. This story's a little bit different, and this lady should probably resign because of that. Joel Olstein's church was involved in a shooting yesterday, and the shooter, is everyone's going crazy with the conspiracies about the person involved with that. 40,000 fentanyl pills were found in Thurston County. Going to get to that as well. But before we get to all of that, Spike, I wanted to start with some good news here because this news pleases me to no end. Okay. About how the the lawmakers are not going to move forward with that proposal to raise the property tax cap. Oh, so good. Dodged a bullet. Dodged a bullet on that one. Now, if you aren't familiar, Spike and I went on a pretty epic rant about how there was this idea to increase the state's cap on property tax increases from 1% to 3%. And the problem with that was it was like year over year they could do whatever they – without anybody voting on it, right? right? No no public uh, weigh-in whatsoever. Right. So that was SB 5770, and thankfully they are not moving forward on that. I'm assuming because enough people called in and said – uh, no, I will not vote for you again. If you if you if you sign off on this, you will lose your job. I'm assuming that, that those are the phone calls flooded with calls flooded. That, that and people flooding uh, calls to the U-Haul to try to move out of the state. Right, Exactly. I mean, if you want to talk about something that was going to affect poor people more so than almost any, you know what I mean? Because you're yeah. talking about renters, their rent going up. Yep. You're talking about people who actually own rental properties. Exactly. Talking about, I mean, this is. You want to if it I'm if glad it, you brought that up right if it's a if it was a, a benefit to anybody I don't know who that would be other than the general fund which certainly doesn't need any more money a lot of right? us are happy to pay a property tax which you know involved in improving our communities yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but to your point about the, the least among us the renters it's not that they're not just tax, taxing homeowners property owners people who own, who own apartment buildings who pass those additional costs directly onto the renter the least among us right so there's a story that's picking up a little bit of a national mo- or was the national momentum the school board member in Utah and she questioned a teen's gender on social media and the long and the short of it is is that there is a girl on a particular sports team who is tomboyish let us just say mm-hmm. she cuts her hair short she wears baggy clothes and it's a child, mm-hmm. and this individual decided to make a social media post implying that she is indeed transgender, leading to such intense harassment that the district sought to, uh, police protection for the child, right? So exactly. this is, we're not, we're, I think we're reaching kind of a tipping point here when it comes to the way that we talk about trans kids, because now Natalie Klein, who was uh, on the school board, is so hopped up on transphobia that when she sees a tomboy, a girl who has cut her hair short and is wearing baggy jeans like it's 1998, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that is a transgender posted on social media, then the police have to get involved because people are threatening that little girl's life. I think that anybody can see this on its face as being ridiculous, but you know what this was preceded by was about five years of the most ridiculous transphobia you've ever seen in your life, and now everybody else is just catching up to it. I noticed it five years ago, and now everybody else is saying, oh, this is what happens when you decide to go around trying to trying to uh, assault trans people, make fun of trans people, demonize trans people, whatever it is. You take a little cis girl, and now she needs police protection. 
This is the tipping point, my friend, where we, we are now looking at any child who might be suspiciously one way or the other, and we're saying, ah, a trans social media demons, go after her and shame her. Do you know what I mean? You know, I didn't know what doxing was until recently. Until I told you? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I mean, the fact that you are willing to to point so point to someone, to, to I don't even want to say out somebody, because this kid wasn't a trans kid. Yeah. And, and, and if and it wouldn't matter if if this particular state representative from Utah who has been and I love the governor's quote, sadly, this is not the first time that the board member Klein has embarrassed the state of Utah and the state board of education. Like to your point, it's been five years of this culture war when you weaponize a culture war and don't mind putting the, the victims of it. The, the, these young people of the trans community, or, or, or in this case, not even the trans a, community, a cis girl, right? They're just outing people by name, by 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 address, right? To dox these people for your cultural agenda. It's sad, right? Well, this is one of the reasons why I don't have uh, certain people on the show, even though they're like local reporters. Like, I won't have Jonathan Cho on this show because he docks that little trans girl. From right. so, if you guys don't know the story, there's this little trans girl. I think she's like 17, I think. And she was thinking about coming to UW to play volleyball. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And, California, and yes. Joe decided in his infinite wisdom that, you know, if there's anybody who needs to be attacked and harassed online, it's 17-year-old girls. Am I right or am I right? So he posted or he retweeted uh, somebody else. He who, wasn't alone. Who, who, we don't need to who, who had the person. Who, well, yeah. I mean, I already outed the first person, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. This he posted the, that little girl's Instagram post. And then he did like hashtag UW or something like that. He did you know, like they pressured the university in actually pulling this kid's scholarship. Right, right. So, and when we when we reached out to the UW, they didn't even want to talk about it because of the amount of stuff that was going on. So there's like a line here where I'm okay if I I, I don't have any issue if people want to have an opinion about trans people. You know, it doesn't make any difference to me. You want to have right. a, you want to have a negative opinion about it. You want to have a positive. It doesn't make any difference to me whatsoever. People can have all the opinions that they want. Where I draw the line is where you start bringing in kids. Under talking about ki- kids here. Now I think the cis girl in this story was fourteen or fifteen yeah, years old. I think that's right. That 15. that trans girl. I think she's from she's from Southern California. Right. Seventeen years yep. old. Yep. That that you have to ask yourself this question: If you're a forty-something-year-old man, and the way that you get your social media clicks is by attacking or reposting a a, a tweet that's doxing a seventeen-year-old trans girl. That is now we're not discoursing about whether or not hormone replacement therapy is a thing or whether or not it should be legal. Now we're not even discoursing. Now we're just uh, harassing somebody. In my humble opinion, I say that as a statement of opinion, not fact for legal reasons. And quite frankly, these kinds of people should be embarrassed of themselves. If you're the kind of lowlife who wants to go after like a 14 or a 15 year old girl in the case of Natalie Klein, who's a cis girl because she dresses like a boy. Like, you know how many tomboys I was friends with in the 90s? That would have been, you know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah, completely. <laughs> Every, mm, half the females I ever saw competing in sport right. had, a, had a more, you know, aggressive bent, I will say. Right, exactly. A tomboyish point well, of view. And I'll give you another example. There's this story about this that shooting that happened at Joel Olstein's megachurch in Houston where she uh, walked into a uh, uh, the megachurch Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. with her seven-year-old kid. She had an AR-15. She started shooting at people. It's very, very sad. She's killed. I have not confirmed this yet, but people are saying that she was trans, meaning that she actually was uh, a trans man. Because I have not confirmed it yet by any other source, I'm going to go ahead and use what's written in CNN. 
But this is a, to my mind, is a biological woman. She was identified in a search warrant as a Genevieve. I don't want to say her name because she's a shooter. Oh, there you go. But Thank she's you. my age, and she walked in about 2 p.m. And so what now people are doing with this story, because she was, she was supposedly like a free Palestine. It's being reported that there was a Palestinian sticker on the weapon. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, clearly this is someone who is deeply mentally ill, Thank but you. people are now trying to rope this into the trans community. And I saw many different posts saying this is why trans people shouldn't be allowed guns, which is like, as a two-way guy, I have to stand firmly against that belief. Right? Right. How about we go a little further and say that mentally unstable people shouldn't have guns, regardless a, of their affiliation? Right, with, exactly, exactly. And so, what administration was it on day one that rolled back the restrictions on mentally ill-owning guns? I'll have, a, that was I'll a, have to do some research on this, but I think it may have not have been the Biden That was the Trump administration, as a matter of day fact. Day one, give so, crazy people Thankfully, guns. two off-duty police officers were present, and they ended up um, shooting and, and killing that, that poor woman. And th- my thought about this is like to me all violence all public violence like this is indicative of untreated mental illness absolutely i think we can all agree on that and i really liked it when the nra was saying we have a mental health crisis in this country because that was their sales pitch for about six months and then they walked away from it and i'm not sure why they did that because that was a very legitimate argument that all violence stems from severe untreated mental illness. I couldn't agree with you more. Right. And then for some reason, they just decided to walk away from that. Whereas I thought the NRA could have worked with the, what's the national mental health? Is what's the, there's, What was the acronym on that? I'm not sure. I, I never remember it. But it's the group of like the American Academy of Psychiatrics, right. American Academy of whatever. They could have worked hand in hand with those groups, those lobbying groups, and they could have come up with legitimate legislation for people who are deeply mentally ill in their possession of firearms that potentially would have saved a lot of lives, but they walked away from that. I'm assuming under a lot of pressure from people to stop saying that gun violence is tied to mental illness. Um, I, I don't think know it why they just didn't test well in marketing. Oh yeah, probably. They probably, probably. They, they probably found the overreaching leftist uh, messaging to test better. Do you think they did like, uh, consulting groups? Abs- oh, absolutely. Really? That okay. kind of money's floating around? All right, well, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know what? I agree. I think it's a good take, Spike. I'm going to say that. I think it's a good you know, take. The ATF was happy to rope in marijuana in their purview. How about bringing in mental illness? Okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and crazy people. Let's get <laughs> one governing body that gets all of you into one group and can share research information. Right, we call it the ABC. A- yeah, well, right? no, there's, yeah, there's an alphabet I can get behind. ABCP is what we call it. Oh. Hey, uh, so, you know, there's more to come out on this story, but I, again, the fact that people are trying to rope it into the trans community, I think is very, very sad. And uh, I don't think that, it, and if it is a trans person, I don't think, if anything, that has nothing to do with the... the, the with the mental illness to the, take a life. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because that, that is something that is unique to the human condition at large. So to say that it's, you know, it, it, one direction, I think is a little silly. Completely agree. So 40K worth of fentanyl pills, 40 guns, and $97,000 was seized from cartel operation in Thurston County. Laura, have you seen this picture? Yes, I have seen this picture. Okay, (laughs) don't sound too excited, Laura, because... (laughs) I I don't think... uh, Are all these guns legal guns? No, I don't... Some of these are have got to be grandfathered in from the 80s, because some of these are automatic weapons. But, so the the TCSO said the narcotics team seized the following during their searches. 104 pounds of methamphetamine, 40,000 fentanyl pills, 2.7 ounces of fentanyl powder, 5.4 ounces of cocaine... 42 firearms and $97,000 in cash, or what I used to call, Andrew, 
a Tuesday. Ah, uh, <laughs> got it. Yes. Oh. Got it. Finally, <laughs> a Tuesday because I used to do a lot of drugs. Right. That's why. Thank you so much, Andrew. That's why that <laughs> that joke always lands. Uh, I think this is an amazing bust. I think that all too often we focus on the not busts, and I'm making it a point to try to talk about stories where we do have busts. Because this is great news because that's a huge amount of drugs that's no longer on the streets. And potentially, if it just saves one life, I think that it's totally worth it. Uh, The sheriff's office said that while these seizures are not regularly reported, they wanted to share periodic updates as to the public is aware of their massive flow of cartel-supplied narcotics and guns into the local community. That's interesting. They're not usually reported. Do you think it would be beneficial or detrimental to have every single time they pop a, somebody who's uh, this is clearly not a home user? Well, I'll t- can I right? tell you what? Because I think sometimes they bust the smaller guys uh-huh. and they want to use the smaller guys to oh, get to the, the bigger guys. They call them flippers, right? Yep. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And so they want they want to have these guys tip in, as we say. There you go, tip in, as we say in the streets. Uh, you know, we talk about gun use and, and mental health. One thing about this particular bust, I don't think this is this isn't a mental health issue. These are flat out criminals. I'm more worried about the number of guns in possession of this group than the amount of dope and cash involved in this group. Not, well, I mean, gang, in, in, in gang, so, gang affiliation is mental illness. Gang affiliation is 100% mental illness. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, you make right. such great points. God Thank you. It's so, hard to, <laughs> so hard to throw you under a because, bus. And here is why. Here's the argument that I would make. If you are, uh, if you are getting or ingratiating yourself in with a gang. Mm-hmm. Generally, they start these kids off at 9, 10 years old. Yeah. Generally, these kids do not have a father or a mother present. I'm talking right. about both men and women. This is how they get involved with gangs. Okay. And so they have to attach horizontally to their peers right. rather than vertically to adults. Uh, to, and, to, uh, to mentors. Mentors. Or to, to, right. Yeah, right. So what they're doing is they're kind of grafting or they are bonding with people who are sick, who are willing to use children because if they get popped with 104 oh, pounds of fentanyl, yeah, yeah. they're not going to be doing any time, as the offspring used to say. So when you look at this, you're basically what we're dealing with now as a society are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of broken children who are walking around in adult bodies. And so what do what do children do? They commit ch- – children lie. They steal. They're selfish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so – Because they haven't been shown examples. Well, because they haven't been shown examples. Right, but right. now imagine that you're 25 and you – at no point in time it has ever occurred to you that stealing hurts people, that lying hurts people. Right. These are lessons that we treat – we talk about with two-year-olds, right? No, right on. Right? But it, if you don't have that lesson at two and now you're 24, you have to think about that person's emotional development – basically being paralyzed at two and that is mental illness if you think about it in in that way yeah yeah and i'm not saying that we should have uh an an untold amount of sympathy for these people but that's why i'm much more interested in rehabilitative services than i am in punitive services that we have in the prison system yeah i I guess i'm trying to say that the criminal mentality isn't necessarily i guess it is always mental it's always mental illness yeah right like so i don't ever think to myself laura's purse is in the newsroom and I need $20 to go to Grand Central Bakery, so I'm going to wait for Laura to go downstairs to get her daily bag of Doritos, and then I'll walk over there and steal her $20. Because it was a crime of need. Because <laughs> right? that, I, I, right. I hate when my side no, of, of the spectrum... Right. You're just Jean Valjean. You just need bread I just, from yeah. Grand Central Bakery. Exactly. If you judge. sing while you're doing it, it's going to be okay. Right. So it's a musical. The, <laughs> the point is, why don't I think that? Because when I was three, I got caught stealing and my mom was like, 
little Jay, don't steal things. It hurts people's feelings. And I went, okay, mom. And now yeah. that lesson permeates forward into my life now that I'm 36. Did you ever get frog marched in a store to give something back? No. I was you know at the happened? age of five. You, my mom and I, when I was very young, we were walking through the mall and there was like a $20 bill. I think it was like, a, it might have been 20 50 $100 bill. I don't remember from in my mind's eye. Uh-huh. But I found it and I picked it up and I went, hooray, we're rich. We're going to KB Toys. And my mom was like, we got to go to security. You gotta turn that in. See, that's that's a gift. From and I was above, like, man. I was like, mom. <laughs> I was like, mom, I want to go to KB Toys. <laughs> I want to get, the, I want to get the new Lego. And she was like, we gotta go turn that into the it's security. Not your money, she goes, it's not your money. And oh, so, wonderful. for whatever reason, now whenever I find money on the like, I was running. I was when I used to run around Santa Cruz all the time. I found ten dollars one time outside of somebody's house. I felt so bad. I left it in their mailbox. Right? I didn't. Know, I didn't know who it belonged to. But I thought, well, if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be Mailbox Man. There you go. So, I, I, again, I don't know whose it is, but those are the kinds of lessons that you impart to people. These people never got never that got lesson, yeah, which is why they need to. And think about this textually as well. Why do you need this amount of guns? It's not just for crime, right? I'm talking okay. about at a deep psychological level. Yeah, okay. That's Fear, cool. yeah. paranoia. Uh, you know what I mean? Inferiority. This inferiority. Yeah. Deep. This is not like any of my my buddies who have guns because they're enthusiasts. No, no, no. Do you know what I mean? We, we have at least we have about seven firearms in our home. Right. Safe. This isn't like this isn't right. like my ex wife with her you know nine millies. You know what I mean? These are guys who have these because yeah. they are they are attempting to protect something that's very fragile inside of them. Yeah. And so this is why they do this. But unfortunately, we don't think it like it like we don't think about it that way. So that. So then we just end up in this weird punitive cycle where these men and women fall in and out of the prison system and they never get any better. Yeah. Speaking of people never getting any better, by the way, Mr. Billy Sunshine Ouch. coming on in a couple of few. <laughs> Man is stuck emotionally at, I think, maybe five. Do we have that drop of him? Of him? He's always mad at me for making fun of him. Do we have that drop? Stop picking on me. <laughs> All right, we will uh, pick on Mr. Sunshine because he is rich. And Jeff Bezos sold off nearly 12 million Amazon shares. And we shall play a fun game with Billy. How much should this man be taxed when we get back right after this? Everybody's favorite champagne socialist, Mr. Sunshine, getting up a little bit late today, Billy. 2.30, what were you doing last night? Counting your money or reading Das Kapital, my friend? Uh, over the loss of the Niners in the Super Bowl. Oh, no, Billy. <laughs> I'm broke so, my heart. Yeah, it broke your filthy communist heart into a million pieces to see that mega corporation sell a ton more jerseys, didn't it, Billy? Just broke it into a thousand pieces? I mean, I can't believe that they charge $24 for a T-shirt that says Niners on it. Those people, you know, people need to... People need to spend their money better. So, uh, okay, Billy, let me just back up really quick. People need to spend their money better. Billy, you bought a $5,000 e-bike that sat in your living room for so long that when I cleaned your house, the amount of dust on it would have put, like, Indiana Jones to shame. It was like, 
Do you know what I mean? Just put it all over the place. It was crazy. You know I love I mean? the Indiana Jones reference. Thank that you. Thank you, Billy. But it was, I mean, like, you want to talk about people spending money on things and need to spend their... Billy bought a VR headset uh-huh. because he wanted to experience VR. I think he used it for about three days before he Not just... Even. <laughs> so Do you want it? No, I don't want your trash, Billy. I don't want your rich garbage. So Jeff Bezos filed a a statement with federal regulators indicating his sale of nearly 12 million shares of Amazon stock worth more than $2 billion. He also wants to sell off a lot more, right? So he wants to... Did you know that he used to live in in Washington State? I had no idea, Billy. I'd never (laughs) heard of that ever before. I had no idea that we didn't talk about it for two weeks when he moved to Florida. Well, there's the headline behind the headline. Yeah. Right there. Because... Uh, Jeff Bezos announced. Go ahead. Yeah, he announced his move to Miami, right about the same time we're talking about a capital gains tax here in the state of Washington. Yeah, but guess. What? Yeah, but guess where his address is listed? Where he's selling the stocks, guy in Seattle. No, that's, yeah, that's a technical mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like you said too, he's going to sell about five hundred million shares. He sold a quarter of it so far. Okay. This little snafu where he's got to pay a little tax here in Washington right. at this current time right. is a temporary situation. He moved to Miami to be closer to his parents and enjoy the green skies. I mean, blue skies of Florida. Not, you know, though, Spike, I think you're. I think that's a really tired talking point. I'll be How honest so? with you. I think that's a pretty exhausting talking point because if you, the guy has properties all over the, and residencies all over the United States. He's got, oh, I, I got them all over the world. Yeah. If he wanted to move to a tax haven, he could say, yeah, I'm now an Irish citizen with my 14% corporate, do you understand what I'm Sancha. saying? Or exactly, do you understand what I'm saying? No, so you. when people were doing this thing of like, oh, all the wealthy people are going to leave or whatever, oh, no, no, no. are they? Because when I look around, I don't see anybody, I don't see anybody who's oh, I, I, he, it's so much so that he's he, the sh- he, the address on the stock filings is listed as Seattle although reportedly is relocated to Miami so that just kind of like sinks your point well, immediately you know there's a larger picture that we need to talk about thanks he's and got i'm going to tap in we are not taxing the is. rich properly at all okay Come on. okay that's what Let's i wanted really to get to look here at billy the point of this thing. Come what, on. what how much do you think bezos should be paying in taxes billy uh bezos should be paying Ninety percent of everything he makes over five million. Wow! What are you talking? Let's go back. You know there used to be a president called Reagan. You remember? Remember that name? No, <laughs> guy with the monkey from TV. You're too. Yeah, you're too young to remember that. Spike will remember. So Reagan came along, and we used to tax the CEOs and the the most rich people at a high rate on their you know final dollars. Yeah, and as a result. They did not steal the productivity of their workers. Before Reagan, CEOs made eh, 40, maybe 45 times what the average worker made. Uh-huh. What do you think that number is today? It's like 300, right? It's 450. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what else has happened? Interestingly enough, as they didn't get taxed on all that money they were stealing from their workers, the workers stopped making any more money. Their pay got stuck. Yeah, that's you know, a, this is a sad part or a sad reality that we live in now. Where, uh, but I mean, Billy, you can't. The you CEO can't, secretary pays a higher percentage of her salary than the CEO does. Yeah, but Billy, forty-four percent of Americans don't pay income tax. You know what I mean? So you got to think about that as well. I mean, the the top, what is it? The, the majority of income tax that's collected is from the top ten percent of earners in the United States. Unless they live in Florida or. <laughs> California or uh, Texas, yeah. Uh, not in California. California's got 13% income I tax, my friend. Taxes, right? yeah, I, I pay mean, a fortune to live here. Right, exactly. But, you know, 
The fact is that just because I have a little tax I'm facing, I don't move and try to screw my state out of the money. Uh, well, I mean, Billy, to be fair, you, you're not dealing with the same kind of income tax that other no, people that's are. True. Right. I mean, you you just sit around day trade all day selling shares in the Korean stock market. So, I mean, it's not exactly. <laughs> I'm sure Tesla is a way to make a living. <laughs> nice. But I mean, so, Billy, my contention with this is that, you know, we can go back and forth about tax rates all day long. The real thing that you have to address is, you know, whatever loopholes there are in taxes or whatever you want to write off. And then the other thing you have to address on top of all that is the mismanagement of that money. Right. Because you can tax Bezos at 90%, but what are you going to do if that goes into a general fund that just gets dispersed because, yeah, well, uh, I don't know. You know what? No, no. Let, we're not going to go there, Jack. We're just going to talk about taxes. Oh, we're, yeah. We're not going to talk about the actual logistics stuff. of it because that's way too complicated, yeah, yeah, no, no, right? We're talking about taxes. Focus, my friend. Focus. Well, I am. For example, <laughs> did you know that the Social Security that we keep saying, oh, there's not enough money. It's going to go away. It's going to borrow so against rich it. Rich people don't pay Social Security. It stops at like $170,000. Right. So for... Every dollar, those overpaid guys who make, you know, 200 $300, $10 million a year, they're not paying in on it. Just the regular folks pay in on that. Right, and then, they, and then they borrow against the Social Security funds and, or, or they borrow from the fund itself yep. or they re-divert funds away from Social Security and then they say that it's insolvent when in actuality the fund itself is using to prop up I don't know how many different programs in the United States. So, I mean, but Billy, so when you say 90%, that Bezos should be taxed at 90%, everything over $5 million, are you talking about graduated or are you talking about just flat? Everything he makes over $5 million should be 90% taxation. Look, I'm just making up numbers off, you know, out of my butt. But the fact is that we need to completely revamp the way we think about taxes and, 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 and make it. I mean, there's no reason in the world why any American should be worth $100 billion. We need a rich man's tax that they, by the way, can't escape. You know, we can say that, you know, uh, when we make this tax, you don't get to get away for, for the next five years. You're going to be paying this tax no matter where you live. You mean that, that's what we they tried to do in California, before. Billy, and it failed. Remember that when they were trying to tax you up to a decade after you left the state of California? What happened? They failed because it's unconstitutional. Well, one, and then two, it just doesn't make any sense. If I move somewhere else, I, I'm not. It's, it's not like a pension plan. I'm not gonna. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. gonna keep paying into something that where I don't live there anymore. It doesn't make any sense. Well, the, the, you know, we guys both brought up good points in this conversation, Jack. You talk about loopholes. When the tax code was at ninety percent, like Billy mentioned on the on the wealthiest among us mm -hmm. way back when. Mm -hmm. That's why there were all the loopholes. You could invest in yeah. your company and you could make donations to your community or your city. And they, they dropped the in, the tax rate, but didn't close loopholes. Sure. Yeah. And so we can all blame Ronald Reagan, I think, for this. Right, Billy? We all blame Reagan. I'll blame Reagan. Sure start there. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, just take the last time we tried to fix the IRS and the Republicans said, no, we don't want to spend money on the IRS so that you can actually properly tax the billionaires sure. because their lawyers are better than our lawyers and they're not paying their fair share all right thank you mr sunshine i hope you have a wonderful uh afternoon as you do your day trading before the market closes you actually jealous jack <laughs> get in there buddy all right so someone started building a bulkhead for a new home on hood canal and then the feds found out what's going on with the feds cracking down on this new house well we'll talk about it when we get back right after this
Seattle Times went crazy with this story. They did a whole dissertation about this guy who tried to build a bulkhead and then add more space onto his home and then... The, the hood canal. You know yeah, he, he didn't try to build the bulkhead. He, he well, built he the bulkhead. Did, yeah, but like this. This is an exceptional amount of of information. They have a little diagram of of what it looks like. The difference between a bluff that has a bulkhead versus a bluff that does not have right. a bulkhead. You got kelp beds, so the little fish can be okay. Right, right, and right, the right. Orcas can come and they can eat them. My favorite line here, though, is it belongs to a a, a member or it's Joseph Pavel. He's the director of the Department of Natural Resources for the Skohomish Indian tribe. Mm-hmm. Said that unpermitted construction is indicative of quote ongoing microcolonialism of developing and trying to own the landscape. That deep microcolonialism. Awesome? Yeah. There is no such thing as microcolonialism. There is either that is like saying I'm micro pregnant. You either are or you are not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, God, I hate we have a based argument. That's a really it good is, argument. It is either you are either colonized or you are not colonized. Right? There is no such. Thing. This is a, a this is an absurdity by Joseph Pavel. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. Yeah. But if I could give him just a little little quick tip, uh-huh. what I would say is. Please don't do semantically overloaded word salads in the hope that you are trying to make a valid point. A valid point would be by saying that unpermitted construction is indicative of people who do not understand the fragile trophic cascade that exists with uh, along the sh- the coastline, right? That would yeah, make a lot more that's sense. Good. That's good. Microcolonialism to to people who actually care about this sounds the same as microaggression. It is a nonsense phrase. It means mm. nothing, right? Well, at least he didn't say it was re-traumatized. I am traumatized well, by say this. He was say he she didn't say it was re-traumatized, but it's another way of saying it. Microcolonialism. Well, this is a problem. Like I went to college to learn about. The academic way to talk about colony of colonization, right. the the academic way that we understand these concepts is they exist within a society. And when I see basically people just adopting that now in common parlance, I'm like, hey, some things belong in academia. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you yeah. have a bunch of eggheads who sit around and they talk about things like the the socioeconomic implications of colonization on a society over generations, right? right. right. And we can be very big brain and very smarmy and we can all get high off of our own smug. Then <laughs> now this guy is saying it to the Seattle Times and it falls flat. And the yeah. reason that it falls flat is because to say micro microcolonialism is nonsense jargon and is quite frankly is embarrassing. I said it. He, sh- he should have just gone with rich guy don't care. Rich guy don't care is right. what yeah, it means. Yeah, because this guy started building this bulkhead. It's a wonderful piece of property. It's, it's gorgeous. And they told him when he started building the bulkhead in 17, 2017, stop building it. You can't build it. It's a micro-colony is what they said to him. <laughs> well, That's what they but said. This, guy, this guy's filed over 300 motions in court, 20,000 pages of documents. It's a micro, and, micro-filings. And they'll, they'll, they'll find him into, into oblivion, but the guy's got money, so he don't care. Micro-fines built up over time, <laughs> right? Slowly eroding away at our, at our class consciousness. Right, right? There's, there's, and he's killing salmon. He's killing orca, yada, yada, Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was talking to John this weekend. I was chatting with John on Saturday. Speaking of the incredibly wealthy. I, was, I called John. He was playing his guitar. I said, is that a tailor? He said, it is a tailor. I said, oh, look at how good my ear is. That's I know awesome. exactly what kind nice. of guitar you're playing. And then uh, I'm chatting with John about the show, going back and forth. He says, I hate it. I go, I get it. I understand. And then he goes, you know what you, you know, you know what your problem is, Jack? Is that you? You make too many references that people don't get. 
He said, you got you to gotta not make so many. And then he equated me to Dennis Miller. He said, you're making too many really? Dennis Miller-esque references. That's incredible Who's compliment. Who's Dennis Miller? Wow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my thought about it was, is that, now I love John Curley, but my thought about it was basically like this. I think it's important to exist in a space where you can talk about smart things in a stupid way and stupid things in a smart way. And the way that I choose to go about that is, for instance, in this story, when we talk about microcolonialism, the reason I fixate on that is because this is the kind of jargon that people are are effaced with on a regular basis. And we have to decontextualize it and say this is absurd on its face and explain why and have deep cut references where we're talking about what colonization actually means from the perspective of someone like Franz Fanon or any of these other types of thinkers. Who? If I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't have that referential background, I would have skipped right over that segment, right? And I would have said microcolonialism, ba 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 woke leftist, and nobody is smarter as a result of that. So I happen to think that one of the things that we deal with with issues like this is, although the story is about a bulkhead being built and a guy being able to drop a lot of money. I think what's really important about this story is the jargon that's thrown into it because it's meant to confuse people. And now you're weaving in all these different concepts when what we're really talking about is salmon population and orcas mm -hmm. and whether or not rich guy can do this to this coastline as opposed to whatever colonization or whatever nonsense you want to say. Hey, good job, everybody. Andrew, excellent job today. A-plus as per usual. Nate Connors. Yes, sir. Always coming in when I need you the most. Thank you. Always. That's what I'm here for. Just wearing that big old puffy jacket you yeah, got on. Yeah, it makes me look muscular, doesn't it? It does. It's suspiciously strong. Strong and attractive? Laura, Seems solid, unfair. Solid A today, Laura. I appreciate the Travis Kelsey drops. Those were great. By the way, if you want to listen to those drops, you can find our podcast wherever you find podcasts. Or you can subscribe to the Jack and Spike YouTube channel where we do digital content every day, including today. Spike only. I'm going to give you a solid solid C today. I did a C. What? Yeah, I did a good job, buddy. I'm going to say. I appreciate you. Here's the quote of the day. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Hey, you know, when you guys put the cuffs on and someone's got dainty wrists like mine, it can hurt a little bit. So maybe you guys should maybe watch that a little. That would be all of my advice, good, right? Good advice, though.